Salutations and Ave. Welcome to Babylon Rising, an occult podcast with a focus on sexuality, art, and liberation. (sighs) I'm so glad to be back, and I hope you are too. So glad to be back. I feel like I haven't recorded an episode in like 20,000 years. It feels like it's been so long. Um, like I know I've posted stuff like like in between now and the last time I personally feel like I've recorded an episode. But like the last time I really had the opportunity to do some research, write and record an episode was like late 2019. And since then, um, and up until now, so many things have been happening and going on and changing, both in the world at large and also um, in my personal life. Things have been very upsetting. Um, I think I'm going to start with that first, um, just because if that's a lot of the stuff I've been dealing with have been ongoing and starting since, like, 2019 and then we'll work from there and then when I'm done talking about that um, I can talk about some larger things that I'm really excited to touch upon so basically um, late 2019 I was struggling with housing insecurity and I was staying with some people with my mother while her and I um, and her partner were looking for a new place and it was very stressful to be without like a place that we live and also dealing with a lot of homophobia in that space that we had to stay at because that was like the only place we could stay at until we found something else so that was very stressful and distressing and dealing with um not having our own place at the moment and dealing with all that homophobia and dealing with my own gender stuff on top of all that as well as just generally um struggling very much with my life um i have not been doing well for a while and i think it was just getting to be a lot it's still a lot i'm still struggling things are still not doing very well for me and Because of that, it has not been easy for me to create and release podcast episodes. It's very hard for me to um, work on the show amidst all of the not doing well that I am doing. And I know that making a podcast is hard. If you didn't know, um, I'm letting you know that it's very hard to make a podcast. Um, I was pretty happy with what I was doing before, um, before late 2019. I was very happy with the things I was making and when I was putting them out, um, and I was really excited to make this show better than it is and hopefully, like, that good energy would affect the rest of my very unhappy life. But it turns out it's not very easy to make things when you feel like crap and you feel like shit and you feel like your life sucks. <sighs> so yeah, even though I have 
been able to keep the literal money that I have to spend on the show as low as I possibly can it doesn't change the fact that because of the other types of um, things I have to invest in this show it's it's not the easiest for me to make um, on my own um, like because of all of this I've decided to make a patreon for the podcast um, and listen I can see how many people will listen to this show Um, And so if even just a few of you took the time to donate some money to my Patreon, that would be a big help in making the show better and making my life suck less. Um, I'm like getting upset thinking about all of this. (laughs) It's very upsetting for me to reflect on how not well I'm doing. And I feel, is it upsetting for you, dear listener, that I'm being so vague with how exactly I'm not doing well? I mean, I did, I talked about struggling with housing insecurity. Oh, so after, um, after we finally did find a place to live, like I didn't have internet access for a long time. So that's like the other reason it's taken me so long to release episodes because even like at what I feel like was, um, close to the height of, the um, suffocating experience that I had staying with some relatives. Um, I almost said distant relatives. We're not like literally distant in terms of like blood relation, but more in terms of um, interpersonal relation. For We were for a while at least. Anyways, so I'm getting lost. I'm losing the, the plot because I'm very upset. So I'm going to take a break and then when we come back, we'll talk about the larger things happening in the world that I'm like excited to move on to because this is not happy. But um, before I move on, I would like to remind you that part of the point of this is for me to mention that if you have any money to spare, if it's a couple dollars, that is all I'm asking for on my Patreon, which will be linked in the episode description. And um, it's gonna be called uh, patreon.com slash Babylon Rising. That's the Patreon for the podcast. It's to help this project more long lasting. It's to help relieve the burden of um, making this show. Um, it's, it's to help relieve some of the stress that is put on me in making the show and relieve some of the stress of my life uh, to hopefully make more great podcast episodes like I like to make like this is not a scripted episode which is like so weird for me I haven't made anything like this in so long um, and I'm hoping to get back to like more uh, typical content for me but until then this is what you're dealing with anyways here's break time check out the patreon I've just realized that I think I haven't apologized for whatever weird sound quality you're going to get for this episode. Sorry, I'm not sure what to do about the sound the AC makes when I record just yet. And also, if I sound super low energy, it's probably because, um, one, it's like very late and I'm kind of tired and I'm sure my voice is doing strange things and also because like I'm not doing well. Um, so there's that. 
um, but hopefully I'll get like progressively more lively as the show goes on. Um, not because um, I'll feel less like crap, but probably because these topics will get me very heated and if the only way I can emote right now is like through like passionate excitement or anger then like I'm sure that's much more interesting than listening to me like drone on about how much I hate my life that's a little too much is that coming on too strong anyway so the other things that have been going on that have not that have been affecting my personal life but that haven't you know you know what I mean like larger world events is um the global pandemic everyone is well okay most people are doing their best to help control the spread of COVID-19 um very serious I mean is it called a disease is that what it's called it's it's very serious a lot of people are dying a lot of um mishandling by various like governments have cost a lot of people their lives everything from being underprepared to not devoting the resources that this um the situation deserves like a lot of places are just not built to deal with an issue like this and a lot of people are not doing their best to make it able to deal with um, make it easier to deal with some people are even making things actively worse in fact some some people in power some politicians you know and also um, non politicians who are supposedly regular people who are um, who are incorrecting incorrectly advocating for um, where they live to open up before things are ready to that that's very disappointing um, especially since um, in America where I mostly see this is happening um, things are not even halfway under control things are very much so not even a quarter of the way under control or at least they weren't at that point in time um, but from what I understand the death toll is still very very incredibly high especially in indigenous communities like all over the Americas north and south from what I understand like wow that's disgusting um so on top of that there have been some amazing to witness black lives matter protests like going on simultaneously alongside the pandemic which is also very mind-boggling like protesting in a pandemic um in my town that i live in or city i guess there was a black lives matter protest um which was weird because my town slash city has i actually cannot remember if this is um a provincial order or if it's just where i live sucks but they've decided to criminalize um the spread of covid19 um which i don't think is a criminalization who has that ever helped when has that ever helped anyone people still do illegal things it's illegal to jaywalk people still jaywalk i don't know why <sighs> anyway is so public gatherings or even private gatherings of more than five people um are like um findable by quite a large amount of money and so it's kind of a big deal where i live that there was that, that this black lives matter protest was allowed to happen despite the fact that gatherings of people over five um are illegal like literally illegal 
so that's interesting i'm kind of getting sidetracked by like the specifics of like how black lives matter is playing out where i live but what i more wanted to talk about is um how black people fighting for our rights like we always do is touching various niche communities online um and i guess i'll swing back around to how things are affecting my city in a second well not a second in a while so it has been like kind of incredible to see various niche online communities talk about black lives matter like very exciting because it feels like this time around people care much more one and two like agree with black lives matter more than they used to or maybe it's that they not necessarily that they didn't agree but they didn't care but it feels like this time like this momentum can be used to make long-term positive change happen and that is very exciting and very scary and very like weird i'm not gonna lie as much as i'm like so happy to see that it seems that black lives matter is a very popular sentiment this time around i'm not gonna say that i'm not having a sort of like response coming out of uh, like an emotional spot response coming out of a, a dark place in that i like deep down i'm feel like okay this is like secret stuff like if you're not black like skip this part skip 30 seconds ahead but basically it's been um very hard for me to accept that people care this time like i feel like tomorrow like nobody's not and nobody's gonna care only black people are gonna care like it always is you know it's very scary for me in that way but like i'm trying to stay hopeful about this okay so like if you weren't black i'm i hope you skipped the secret portion of the episode <laughs> i'm kidding anyone can listen to this um obviously so yeah i'm feeling weird i'm feeling happy i'm feeling scared um but like especially seeing what various niche communities have to say it has been very interesting especially since like i am okay listen i'm a black queer person and i participate quite a bit in online spiritual communities um like name one i'm on amino i'm on instagram i'm on youtube um you know and obviously i make podcasts so there's that and it's been interesting what the spiritual community's response has been to blm so not gonna lie um the type of people i follow like okay a lot of people who are like very public and who have larger platforms or who have um who have like occult slash witchcraft businesses tend to be like white or white passing um individuals that's just like a fact of like a lot of the internet a lot of the people who have these larger bigger stronger platforms tend to be white or like have some kind of proximity to whiteness and that's just a fact that we have to live with i mean obviously people are trying to change it but it'd be like that for now right um even though that's the case i do make sure that the types of white people that i follow and engage with their work are like more likely to care about um issues like this and so i have been lucky to see these people like I've, okay i've been lucky not to have to see all of the like 
nastiness going on in the spiritual community because I'm like well aware that this isn't first of all we the spiritual community as a whole online has always struggled with issues concerning racialized individuals like whether it's like black people or Asian people from all over Asia or like anyone really if you're anyone who's a racialized individual the spiritual community has probably done you dirty and very small voices in comparison have been trying to point out that the spiritual communities that exist online have a hard time addressing racism within the community let alone racism on such a large serious systemic issue like this is what i'm saying if spiritual communities online like on youtube can barely discuss racism in our own communities it makes sense that people are struggling to address um like systemic racism like police brutality that black people face um not to mention a lot of times people use spirituality as um, a reason why they don't have to talk about these kinds of issues or why they don't have to participate or why they can do whatever the heck they want instead of supporting black people in their community and outside of their community so there's that and i like haven't had to listen to a lot of this stuff directly but of course i see it i know it's there it's been an issue everyone has been trying okay people who i know have been trying to talk about for a while i mean not people who i know directly but people who i um see <laughs> like i don't know anyone i don't know anyone okay so there's that and something that i've been thinking about be- like all of this has created a storm in my head and in the eye of the storm i have this thought that goes like this isn't it interesting that a lot of white spiritual online people a lot of these okay when i say white spiritual people just assume i mean online okay it's interesting that a lot of these white spiritual people are very interested in black cultural exports um they're very interested for some reason in profiting off of blackness and the things that black people create um specifically the black spiritual and cultural practices that black people make they're very interested these white people they're very very interested in the products that black people make that they can consume and co-opt and profit off of but they are for some reason not interested in supporting those same black people that they borrow from okay and if this was a couple years ago and we were having like you know the same tired conversations that we're always having about cultural appropriation sorry about that i was doing some art on my bed and i've been holding this bottle of ink and i tried to put it on the table quietly but you could probably hear it anyways if we were having you know one of those tired cultural appropriation conversations years ago that we used to have and we used to fight about forever I feel like these same people who are suspiciously silent would be talking about how it's not cultural appropriation these things have just touched their lives and they just they truly have a personal connection to these 
you know, black cultural exports. Um, okay, if it's touched your lives and you're not engaging in exploitation and appropriation, why is it you have nothing to say in support of these people who have made these things that supposedly touch your life? And like, it's like making me angry because obviously I see these white spiritual people who are, you know, very interested in associating themselves with hoodoo or voodoo um, or any other kind of African traditional um, religion that they can think of. Like, you're very interested in these um, and being associated with these things and you're very interested in pretending that you know you're talking about about these things and you're very very interested in like the aesthetic of these things and how you can co-opt it um but you're not interested in black lives interesting that makes me think if if (sighs) this is a dark thought but it just makes me think you know if you know racism wins and all the black people uh die um what like what are you gonna do with yourself when there's no more black people at the very least support black people so you still have culture to steal from you know what i mean if you're gonna be completely selfish in your advocacy um if you're going to like promote petitions and uh where places where people can donate like bail funds and things like that and if you're gonna go out in these streets and you're only doing it for your own selfish interest think about your content what will it be like when black people don't exist wow that whole line of thinking very facetious of me really my point is that it's very interesting that everybody's interested in uh black cultural exports and nobody's interested in black lives that's very interesting to me i mean not nobody i'm being hyperbolic but i hope you see my point you know man there's this particular channel i really want to talk about like i'm not feeling as spicy as like i i feel like when i'm not being recorded but oh my gosh the things i could be saying about particular people but i'm that's not my point my point is that how can you claim to be interested or invested in any kind of spiritual healing whatsoever and not support black lives matter or any um or any activism for any racialized group for that matter like how how oh my gosh it is bananas to me all right that anybody could claim to be interested in spiritual healing or mental health or anything that like spiritual people are interested in like we're very interested in archetypes and you know we're very interested in healing from familial trauma and we're very interested in all of these um healing modalities that come from all over the world and we're very invested in the narrative about like we're all human beings and everyone deserves happiness does everyone deserve happiness does everyone deserve spiritual healing because when you as a spiritual healer don't support black lives matter what you're saying is black people don't deserve to be healed do i sound like i'm crying i'm not i just have i just like drool a lot i'm sorry that's disgusting oof 
anyways, my point. So when you are um, a spiritual healer of any kind and you don't support Black Lives Matter, but you claim you do support spiritual healing, what you're saying is that black people do not deserve spiritual healing. How, okay, how can you expect that black people will derive anything particularly useful? Because there are always black people in these spiritual communities. If you are like a white spiritual person that makes things on the internet, there's always going to be black people who follow you, to be honest. like you white people always have some of the largest platforms and so like there's always going to be lots of different types of people in your audience just because of that fact um and so how do you expect um us to get anything useful anything useful we couldn't get anywhere else um from what you have to say when um you're not taking into account that racism deeply affects how how black people heal from our pain and how we can never be fully healed when we are still dealing with police brutality when we're still dealing with state sanctioned violence when we are still being treated like animals through like unjust carceral systems how how you might as well just like say just say you don't just say you don't care about black people then just say you only care about spiritual healing for like your people your white people just say that then i mean not that that makes much sense anyways because how can white people expect to be healed if they're still participating in violence against black people if you're still participating in um a a racist societal system oof sorry i just knocked my mic because like i said i'm recording on my bed i have a little bed desk that i'm using to record on so that sucks anyways i think people might understand if i gave an example so we spiritual people we care about healing right and I think it's not uncommon in our communities to talk about healing from very traumatic events in our lives and a common traumatic event that a lot of people in the community suffer from is um, sexual uh, assault and sexual violence. So obviously it is a lot of work to heal and to um, cope with such a traumatic event as sexual violence. And I think it is important, and I think it's something people might do without realizing it, but you kind of recognize that part of the healing process for something like sexual violence is recognizing the way that our larger society enforces um, a culture of sexual violence um, where people who are deemed stronger are encouraged to use their strength to abuse people they see as weaker or people they see that they have power over people are encouraged not to respect each other's boundaries um, or to listen to each other's cues about sexual consent 
there are a lot of larger factors involved in the result of individuals being harmed in this way, right? Um, and it's not, it wouldn't be far-fetched for me to say something like that in isolation. If I got on here and started talking about healing and sexual violence and I said those exact same things in isolation, I think that would make sense to a lot of people, a lot of white people, a lot of people in spiritual community online are white women and femmes and so I feel like that line of thinking would make sense to to you guys and so that is the same issue that I think you the same um framework I think you should apply to what black people are trying to say to you and why black people expect you to support black lives matter especially if you're interested in any kind of healing because black people have to deal with like perpetual violence forever violence especially from the police and so how are we supposed to heal from things like sexual assault which the police constantly sexually assault black people for example or any other kind of bodily harm that befalls us including um death and you know us struggling to grieve the death of our loved ones who are killed and brutalized by the police how are we how do you think it works for us to heal from those things when nobody really talks about how racism is a system of oppression in this community in particular you know it it's like people aren't really quite talking about how this is a system of oppression we should all care about en masse you know what i mean and i guess i'm feeling in a nice mood um so i will say that i understand that it is not easy um to recognize racism in our communities like we all care about spirituality and we all care about our spiritual communities and it isn't easy to um discuss the racism that we are a part of in our niche communities and in larger society it don't feel good and i am feeling in a nice mood so i will say that all right but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't do the work just because it is difficult doesn't mean you shouldn't do the work that's something a lot of us believe in when we are talking about spiritual healing oh healing isn't pretty healing isn't cute healing is hard work um yeah so is um discussing anti-black racism that is also difficult and hard and worth it anyways um and i hope this discussion helps people to realize that like really think about how you don't you you might let it slide that various white people whose content or work you enjoy um, appropriate blackness for the sake of their business model um, for them to profit off of you might let it slide or you might be the person doing this but please also care about black lives you know don't just care about the things that we make that you enjoy that you feel the need to profit off of 
I think, okay, I want to talk about this in a little more detail. Not like naming names. Like I said, I felt spicy. Like I didn't, I still don't feel spicy enough to do that. But I will say that if you are claiming you practice any kind of African traditional religion, if you claim you practice hoodoo or voodoo um, or um, anything else, my mind is like slipping right now. I'm sorry. If you think that's what you're doing and you're not taking the time to constantly honor the lives of previously enslaved black people, that's not what you're doing. It's not hoodoo if you're not honoring black people. It's not voodoo if you're not honoring black people. Black people, everything we do is hoodoo because our very existence honors our ancestors, okay? Not you. You have to actually work hard to say that that's what you're doing. Even then, I'm still going to judge you, <laughs> just just so you know. That's the other thing. Like, don't, don't feel, like, afraid to say anything about these issues because people are going to judge you. People are going to judge you either way. You should still do the right thing. Duh. Um, but yeah, this is something like I wasn't going to really go into detail about this uh, because I, I have really wanted to do like an episode about African traditional religions um, and sort of, you know, share my knowledge to black people. Um, and stuff like that right and so I was going to talk about it there but I mean we might as well talk about it here since we're talking about anti-black racism and black lives matter and the spiritual communities that I see doing whatever they want online just so you know in case you didn't already if you think you're practicing voodoo or hoodoo and you're not honoring previously enslaved black people or, you know, ancestors who never got free, who died in chains. If you're not doing that, then you're not doing African traditional religions. No, you can't call it hoodoo just because you used a seven-day candle. No, stop that. That's stupid. Ugh. Stop doing foolishness. Please stop it. What you're doing is... Again, I'm making noises. That is not African traditional religions. That is not voodoo. That's not hoodoo. That's not obia. That's it's none of those things because you're not honoring black people. That's why it's not those things. These things, African traditional religions, aren't just aesthetics. They are deep, meaningful religious practices that you are unable to tap into that meaning if you are not black. Sorry about it. Okay? And even just the way I'm saying this is like way too nice because like I'm acknowledging that there's even a possibility that a white person or a non-black person would be able to effectively honor black ancestors who were enslaved. Like I like the fact that I'm even entertaining that idea is like way too nice. Like I should just say white people can't do hoodoo and white people can't do voodoo and they can't do obia they can't do any other african traditional religion um and again the reason i laid it out very clearly it's because these religions aren't just aesthetics they are deep and meaningful spiritual practices that allow us to honor our black ancestors that's why it's that's why we can do whatever we want and you cannot that's why that's the reason why it's because we're black and it's because um we our existence 
is very pleasing to our ancestors. They're very happy that we are alive and doing our best to support each other. Or, you know, some of us aren't aren't doing our best. But, you know, most people are trying to do their best. And that makes them happy. Why do you think you can tap into that? Why do you think you have any right to tap into the very potent energy of black people why do you, why do you think that at all stop thinking that because it's wrong <sighs> anyways this is to say that like if you are appropriating the aesthetics of um african traditional religions like i'm not gonna say that i love it or i'm very happy to see it um but like people are gonna do that anyways it's just important for everybody to acknowledge that, that is not an african traditional religion Aesthetics do not an African traditional make uh, African traditional religion make. You know, it's not just the look and the feel. It's not just the white dresses and the head wraps. It's not just the seven day candles. It's not just like the the candles with the fun shapes. You can do that anyways, and it doesn't have to be hoodoo because it's not hoodoo. I'm picking on hoodoo specifically because that's what these people normally say because they think that like hoodoo means that white people can do it. Oh my god. Like I said, like if I was feeling spicy, I would like, I would be like much more harsh and I would talk about specific examples of specific creators. But I, like I said, I'm not feeling spicy. If you're, if you're interested in me getting spicy <laughs> and you want to hear the spicy things I have to say, feel free to contact me. I'll talk to you about it one on one. <laughs> Because this one particular YouTube channel, oh my god, had me crying. <sighs> Anyways, if you want to hear what I have to say about that, contact me on Instagram. My Instagram is venus.libitna. It's always linked in the description. Yes, I changed the name. Um, I'm wrapping up this discussion because it's kind of a lot of what I wanted to say for now. Basically, the white people in our spiritual communities online should be doing better, um, even if it's hard. Even if you're worried people are going to judge you, it's the right thing to do. If you're a spiritual healer, you can't call yourself a spiritual healer if you're not interested in these very important political issues, um, that the, these very important human rights issues, all right, that are affecting black people um, and everyone else too. While you're at it, why don't you also talk about uh, Palestinians? And why don't you also talk about indigenous people um, having such a high death toll due to COVID-19? Feel like... Black Lives Matter, saying Black Lives Matter doesn't mean we don't want you to care about anything else. Just also please care about us. Yeah, that's all. Anyways, wrapping this episode up, if you feel up to it, if you have the extra funds to do so, please feel free to support me on Patreon. It's always linked in the description of the episode. Well, from now on it will be. Um, it's uh, patreon.com slash Babylon Rising. Go have fun. I only ask for like a couple dollars. Um, and for now, the only benefit is getting the episodes early, um, but I will work to add more benefits as time goes on. Um, what else did I want to say? Oh yeah, okay, so if you want to contact me on Instagram, again, that's venus.libitna. Um, that's my new Instagram handle. It's not my new Instagram handle, actually. It's my new Instagram account because when I told you my life was not very going very well, um, Part of that not going very well was me deleting my old Instagram account. Big mistake that I regret very much. But yeah, I have a new Instagram. It's called Venus.Libitna. Great name, but such a sad day that I had to delete my old Instagram account. Ugh. 
I also have a Tumblr and a YouTube channel. I think the YouTube channel is also called Venus Libitna and the Instagram, sorry, the Tumblr is called venusian-child.tumblr.com. All my contact information, including my Patreon, is linked in the episode description. Please feel free to support me, especially if you're white. Just saying. Oh, also, um, I kind of didn't want to tack this on at the end because maybe people aren't listening, but if you are a fellow black person interested in spiritual healing, uh, please also contact me on Instagram. Um, and if you would like, I'll do a free tarot reading for you if you're a black person. I'm offering free tarot readings for black people, right? So, um, yeah, that's everything. Uh, this was a very long episode. Um, frustrating, exciting. I'm feeling hopeful for the future, despite the shortcomings that we're all struggling with. And, you know, I will be happy to record the next episode and Ave Babylon.